Petersfield's Shine Radio. Hello, dog lovers. Kate Fairweather here with a new episode of Dogs with Jobs, the podcast that celebrates the key workers of the canine world. Have you got your feet up and a cup of tea to hand or maybe a beer? Or maybe you're setting off with your dog for a walk. Either is good. Here's what we've got for you today. Every workplace has a peak season or a super busy time of year. If you work in the tourism industry, maybe it's the summer holidays. If you're an accountant, it's the end of the financial year, isn't it? If you work on a sheep farm, springtime is when everything goes bananas. It's the lull before the storm at Rothercombe Farm in Strood. I can see the fields from my house (laughs) and it looks very peaceful at the moment with hundreds of pregnant ewes sitting around in the fields. So it seemed a really good time to introduce ourselves to three hardworking farmhands, Max, Edie and Joe, who are all Border Collies. Now, in many respects, as you may well know, the Border Collie is the ultimate working breed. It's been bred for hundreds and hundreds of years for herding sheep and cattle. They've been bred for their function. So, let's hear more about the Border Collie. First, as always, what does the Kennel Club say? Tell us, James. The Border Collie breed standard. Tenacious, hard-working sheepdog of great tractability. Well-proportioned, smooth outline showing quality, gracefulness and perfect balance, combined with sufficient substance to give the impression of endurance. Keen, alert, responsive and intelligent, neither nervous nor aggressive. Eyes set wide apart, oval-shaped, of moderate size, brown in colour except in moles, where one or both or part of one or both may be blue. Expression mild, keen, alert and intelligent. Medium-sized ears set well apart and sensitive in use. Gait is free, smooth and tireless, with minimum lift of feet conveying impression of ability to move with great stealth and speed. Two varieties of coat. Moderately long, in which an abundant coat over the mane, breeching and brush with short smooth hair on the face and legs. And smooth coat, which is short all over. A variety of colours are permissible, though white should never predominate. And in fact, that's quite interesting, isn't it? Because the breed standard for the Kennel Club is normally very prescriptive. But for the Collie, there's a lot of uh, leeway there, a lot of wiggle room with the colour of the eyes, which can be pretty much almost anything, and a range of colours from black and white and merle. And although there is the Kennel Club standard, uh, you're more likely to see these particular dogs, the Collies, shown off in sheepdog trials. So it's all about what they can do, not what they look like. And that's one of the reasons why I think of them as the ultimate working dog. Well, this is definitely the most local interview that I've ever done and will ever do because I've walked out of my lane over the A272 through a gate and I'm walking across the fields to Rothercombe Farm in Strood, which is where Andrew Snow and his family have farmed for three generations. Now, Andrew's a sheep farmer and uh, this is a bit of a lull at the moment because lambing starts for him in another few weeks so that's why he's got time to talk to me today i always think particularly at lambing you're walking through the fields maybe on your walk and it all looks very bucolic doesn't it fields of sheep nibbling grass early spring sunshine <laughs> but there's actually 
a massive amount of hard work that goes on on the farm and of course integral to that effort are the dogs and uh, Andrew has a little team of sheepdogs and he's going to talk us through what they do, how they help, how they work together and how they somehow manage to get everything done because I know that there are long days and hard days coming up in spring and over Easter for Andrew and other sheep farmers like him. I'm just hopping through the gate. Let's go meet Andrew and the gang. And where are the dogs? They, they are, they are all... literally just the other side okay. of the shed. So. <laughs> I have seen you around, Andy, for about the 17 years that I've lived in Strood. I think of you on your red quad bike with two sheepdogs on the back. Yeah. And that is literally, that's my vision of you. When someone says, do you know Andrew Snow? I'd be like, yeah, quad bike sheepdogs yeah. <laughs> and I was very struck that when I asked you if we could have a chat and I said it's not going to be about you know you it's going to be about your dogs and you said the dogs are the best bit of the job <laughs> absolutely without so, a doubt so tell me about the farm what are you doing at the moment because it's the start of spring isn't it it is it is uh we've got a thousand ewes that are due to lamb with about 1900 lambs 1925 I think that's what we scanned um and they will start lambing on the 26th of April They'll all be born outside in the fields. So talk me through then your year. So right now you're coming up to lambing. That's right. This is an intensive time of year then, yes. isn't it? Yes, yes. Yeah, it's about to, it's the calm before the storm at the moment. We're yeah. just sort of preparing the ewes ready for lambing. We're just finishing selling the lambs from last year at the moment. Yes, all the fields will then fill up with ewes and, um, and then it becomes a full-on six-week slog to uh to get to get all the lambs up but when the weather's like this it's you know and it's nice and sunny it's 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 a joy to do and the dogs are very fundamental absolutely they? absolutely and they as you pointed out earlier they are my they are my fa- the favorite bit of the job and i think probably what in, in encouraged me to get into them because ever since i was sort of seven or eight i wanted a border collie uh always had done but my parents have suggested that i didn't get one until i'd left university so that i could actually work the dog properly because they require so much attention you can't just sort of forget about them for a few days and tell me about your dogs then so tell me about your first dog so you got back from university that's it i i I didn't even get i went straight from harper adams up in um near telford and i drove straight to wick uh which was quite a long way to drive to buy a dog but um it's about 18 hours home to with him in the car to get to get him back home and he at the moment still holds the mantle of my best ever sheepdog he was fantastic he just had all the qualities um a lot of the dogs i've had since have got close to it but they've They've never managed to have all the qualities in, in the one dog. Do you think there's a bit of romance in your mind about your first dog? Probably, or? yes. I, I <laughs> probably uh, do remember it back in with, uh, of all the best bits, and I probably have forgotten all of the, all of the, bit, the little bits he didn't do so well. But um, No, he was just a, a, a very clever dog. Um, and there is some of it's in the training, but so much of it is in, in whether the dog's actually capable of doing it in the first place. You can't make... Um, an animal do something if it doesn't want to do it and the instinct is so key with these dogs that um, you do need it to be there. Tell me why Border Collies? Well Border Collies I um, they are just I think they probably are the key uh, number one um, dog for rounding up the Collies. They're, they are herding dog basically. Um, when I had to move some sheep once and I had the Labrador with me it was very different she just sort of went into the middle of the sheep and was trying to push them apart. The the, the collies just want to hold the sheep together. So I think it's all really based around that um, that instinct to keep the sheep together that humans have sort of harnessed and and we're able to do all sorts of um, things with that instinct 
to, to, to our advantage. So talk me through the, the kind of basics then. So you, you've, do the, you train your dogs yourself? Absolutely, yeah, I do. Right. And, it, and it, all, it all comes back from oh, the very, very beginning. Oh, just come in. Who's that? Oh, that's, that's Gary. That's my retired uh, collie who's um, just coming up to 15. Okay. Um, oh, so a real grizzled old uh, yes, elder statesman. Yeah, he's got, got his bits of arthritis and he's fully retired now. Right. Um, and um, just lives life in the garden as in the family, which is okay, uh, the best way. So once they finish their working lives, absolutely, they yeah, come they, in they, and... they come in and uh, live life with the Labrador. So um, and just have and have fun. So tell me your other dogs. So you've got Gary, who's your so oldest. So we've got Gary at, at the moment. We've got Gary, who's the oldest. Yeah. Then we have Max, who is seven. Yeah. Uh, then we have Edie, who is five. Yeah. And uh, the only bitch. Uh, or the only collie bitch I have, and then Joe, who is uh, just approaching two. And who's your star? My star at the moment, I think, would definitely be Joe, closely followed behind by Edie and Max in equal measures, really, because Joe, I think, is going to rival Toby. So, so, so what are you looking for with your star dog? The star dog would be... What's the perfect dog? The perfect dog, dog uh, would be basically wanting to work with sheep every minute of every day. They are, They are just obsessed with working with sheep that is just the, the the amount that's needed to to be done with them you just need them Edie is, is not has doesn't have that quality quite so much she she actually when the sheep are in the pen she's like oh, i've had enough i'll just go and have a wander around the field and just see what's going on uh whereas Matt, so a bit less focused a little bit less focused once we get them in the pen she yeah. for some reason she just likes to switch Job off done. at that point um but if you ask her into the pen then she'll come in and do the work i i, I certainly prefer working either the dogs rather than the bitches just purely because the dogs just don't ever want to switch off from work. They, okay. they've, they've always been like that. I speak to other people, they're completely the opposite. I think it's just solely down to personal preference, personal experience. So the work, they've just got to be dedicated to work. They are the most loyal dogs that you can have. They're just there with you all the time. Um, as you've mentioned at Lamington, they're around on the quad bike with me. They spend all day, every day working. They'll do 15, 16, 17 hour days with you. Okay. So um, they get, you know, they're just there all the time. Um, and you let you get the bike out of the shed, they're straight on the bike ready, knowing what's what's to be done. And how much time do you spend training them? I mean, you've got to build up. Presumably, you've got your personal rapport that's, with the dogs. That's right. You've yeah, got it can, to know them. It can really it can take it can be quite quickly quite quick to just break them in and and just get a rough form of um, control of the collies from yeah. it, chasing the sheep all over the place to actually bringing them back to you and and holding them on you. Um, but it does take, I think, to get them up to sort of what I would class as sort of the top dog standard it's going to take two 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 and a half years to to get the maturity and um and just the experience of all the different scenarios to be able to sort of be be reliable in all those situations and we were talking about um how you how you see talent or instinct in the puppies yes we've we sort of found quite a bit of success with um with the the earlier signs of when we've got guinea pigs the children are <laughs> guinea pigs and we put them in the run and the garden and all of my dogs that have liked working sheep have all been as puppies just obsessed with the guinea pigs <laughs> so it starts with the guinea pigs and it moves on to the chickens and then i'd like to train them when they're very young you just got to be very careful with the choice of sheep you use so they don't they don't get any um, aggression from the sheep because obviously okay. for such a young dog they can be put off quite easily but it 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 will start very early they'll they'll want to as you said they'll round anything up they'll, they'll round anything up <laughs> yeah, i love the idea of puppies rounding up guinea yes pigs. yes yeah absolutely and and that reminds me with um certainly with the sheep being aggressive the one of the other real key qualities is bravery and and strength 
and ability to stand the ground because the ewes one of the biggest dangers for the sheep uh, for the dogs is that the ewes will ram you know ju- charge them and ram them you're kidding so, me that is not fitting with my ignorant notion of how i think i've watched too many disney films yeah no they, i it, it, somehow it, it, imagined that sheep would be a doddle and it was just a question of of no i mean some of them will 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 run at the this this the first sight of the dogs but particularly at lambing time the the mothering instinct is so strong and they will rip they'll stand and they'll they'll charge at the dog uh, mm-hmm. and 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 will hit the dog um or hit you if the dog decides to bail out and run behind you the, the you will come and give your knees a whack um so you have to sort of keep an eye on for that sort of thing so um and some dogs really just don't like that aggression um and of course where we lamb outside in the fields rather than in the sheds if I need to sort of catch a you, I need a dog that's brave enough to, to stand to stand their ground. Talk, talk me through the jobs then. Which are the kind of different jobs that your dogs have the, to do? The on chief the farm? job, uh, the, the one of the the biggest jobs is, is, is lambing time. Just helping me in the field catching anybody who um, needs assistance. So we can sort of single them out with a quad bike and just take them over near the fence. Obviously, if you jump off from the bike on your own, the sheep will just run whichever way you've not jumped yes. off. And so I use the dog to to sort of block one way and of course that's where the dog needs to to be strong enough to actually for the you not to run straight past the dog um and it works and it works brilliantly so it's a question of um quietly and this is where the experienced dogs are important because we need to leave the rest of the field as quiet as possible so so that um this needs to be done quickly oh my gosh, so this so. is like crisis intervention <laughs> well while you've got a whole lot of expecting ha- mothers you, in the you, rest you of the have, field you, you just have to, yes you have to just um proceed with caution on it you don't yes. want to upset the whole field what, the are there one. other kind of particular dog tasks or then or then tasks? really it, it gets to more just rounding groups of sheep up really to be honest with you that's that's the key that's the key thing so um we've got vaccinations to make sure the lambs stay and, and worming in the summer and shearing of the ewes so there's all of those jobs going on in the yeah. summer and that's obviously where you need... I tend to work two or three dogs at a time then because um, the best dog in the world can't be everywhere at the same time. Yeah. And if you've got big groups of shoot, use particularly aggressive ones. And also you've got the heat, so it does wear the dogs out quite quickly. And if, you know, shearing will shear a lot of use in a day. There'll be a lot of groups, there'll be a lot of rounding up. I, I was... Um, I'm just looking at Gary mm. as we're sitting here. Yep. And... Although he's standing like a bit of an old geezer now, yep. he actually trotted in looking remarkably fit for a 15-year-old. Yep. Presumably, they're fit, you know, in terms of their physicality. Mm. They're having to run around a lot. Absolutely. They're very, very fit. Cardio-wise, cardio they're very, very fit. And um, I think most of, my, most of my dogs generally make it to sort of 14, 15. And I think that's... I think collies tend to anyway, but... Um, my dogs certainly will be very fit. Their biggest problem would be things like arthritis, and you know, there's an awful lot of um, wear and tear on those legs where they're jumping off. The they look quite light on their feet. Around. I mean, I'm looking at Gary, and he's actually got quite chunky legs. I think. Yes, he's a bit more of um, he's a bit more of a, a heavy, a heavy type of dog. Yes, um, I think collies are being very light on their feet and very fleet. Yes, I think when you meet um, when you meet um, Edie and Joe in a minute, you'll. Um, they're they're of the um the 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 finer the finer bodied um, dogs um and would be quicker gary i mean they can run far they 30 35 edie's edie's my fastest dog at 35 miles an hour she can do 35 miles an hour um running alongside the quad bike um most most of them don't tend to run much faster than 30 so that's why i've seen to have noticed but um 
it's like a little gang coming in. <laughs> Hello. This must get be down, easy. Is are. that easy? That's easy. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Very lovely. And that's Joe? And that's Joe. That's right. Okay. Now they look completely different. Hello, gorgeous. Oh, look at these. Right. They look Ooh. completely different. Oh, and that's a howl. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be Gary. <laughs> You're working them all. So they're very yes. much your dogs. Absolutely, yes. yeah, they're very much my Could dogs. Could someone else work them? Um, or Edie, would it have Edie, to yes. be you? No, Edie's, Edie, Edie's worked for <clears throat> for lots of um, different people. She's she's worked for she'll work for anyone. Uh, Gary wouldn't work for anyone um, okay. other than me. Max, uh, same. He wouldn't really work for anybody. And Joe, again, we're, it's a bit too soon to soon to tell. Really, he, he needs to. And do just, a bit more work. just because I'm curious, I can tell that. You know, Toby's got that special place in your heart. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Do you have favourites? It's difficult not to have favourites. Because Max and Edie both have different um, different qualities, uh, quite often I sort of think about what job I'm going to do. And, yeah. and You'll pick the best. Yeah, they will. They they sort of get picked on what the job is for the day, uh, if they're going to come out and do that particular job. How do they get on together? I mean, I can't see any hint of, you know, aggression or anything like that. How, how do they get on? Are no, they, they get on friends? really well. Yeah, they oh, get on right. really well together. Um, you know, they get on abs- like out and Do you think that's partly because they're busy? Because you're keeping them busy, aren't yeah. they? And they're, yeah. they're clever. Yeah, definitely. Clever. And they actually, because they're pack animals, um, when we come to work the sheep, they um, they just they work together as a team. We had uh, a thousand um, lambs on turnips, and we had to round them all up into a pen. And I had um, Max, Edie, and Joe all working together, and and. They did a great job together. So they're quite flexible then? Yeah. Yeah, yeah they so they out. will. They can work on their own and then equally they can slot into working as a team. So. And are they responding to whistles or hand signals? or I, I, Do you have your own Andrew Snow kind no, of No, no, no. It's, 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 it's more of a... No, I still... I use the sort of uh, the universal... Um, Come by for clockwise, away for anti-clockwise. And they're understanding that. And, and they understand that. Um, and then lie down, which none of them really like because it's been stopped. <laughs> boring. And it's, yeah, it's boring. Um, and then walk on, and then another uh, command is look back. So sometimes when they when you've sent them off on an outrun to pick a field of sheep up, there might be some that have over the brow they haven't spotted, and so they can be bringing the group of sheep up. And you, if you shout um, look back, they'll they'll just turn they'll turn around, look back, and see they've missed some. And then they know that they need rounding up, but they won't necessarily know. They don't always understand exactly what's going on straight away. So um, so they're taking direction the whole time. Do they ever they, go rogue on you and start doing their own thing? They do. They, every now and then they do. They do a little <laughs> bit of a that. Better idea. Um, but also they will work. They they do quite a lot of working on instinct as well. And so I'm not I'm not constantly commanding them. So it's a it's a balance between um, whether they've got the idea. If they if they got the gist of what's going on, they don't they don't need once they're trained they don't really need many commands, so it becomes a much quieter affair. And I guess they know the fields. Yes, they know yes. the fields absolutely, and they tend to know whether if you're going down a track, whether you always turn left or always turn right. I guess that they're just a bit more soft and pet-like and amenable than I was expecting. Yeah. Do you think that's because you've got kids and you're in a family situation and they're sort of adapting socially in that way? Yes, they um, because they're. They're not just a one-man, you know, as in I've not just got a single uh, collie, mm. I think. And, and also, if you're sort of possibly a bit more isolated with where you're farming mm. and it's just you and you've got one dog, I think some of these collies can be a little bit more protective um, and possibly some of the, the sort of more difficult traits um, yeah. where the aggression may lead in because, you know, collies, I think, do have a bit of a name for um, 
possibly being a little bit aggressive. Uh, certainly these, these get enough for human attention. They've never really been a problem with, um, we've never had trouble with um, collies being aggressive in that way, but they do get a lot of human contact. So, um, When Edie had puppies recently, um, where did the puppies go? Did they? All, you said they all went to working they homes. They all went so to working homes. How That's... does it work in the sheep farming community? You I... know, if someone's collie has a litter... Yes, I, I made I mean, a few... I'm assuming they'd be unsuitable pets. Yes, I would. I would said so um, because they were very. They're, they're, they're sort of pets, puppies that don't didn't um, really want to cuddle. They just wanted to sort. Of, they'll take a bit of attention, and then they then they want to be getting on and doing. So you things. could so see you the can already, absolutely strain. within sort of a, you know by the time they're eight nine weeks old, you can tell that they're um, they're they're out there to do the job. And I think that when I was doing a little bit of um, research, yes, I found to my interest. That there's no breed standard in terms of looks because they're bred for performance. Yes, yeah, I, I'm, I must. And I that, reckon that, that might be unique because, yeah, that, well, there is a breed standard, but it's super flexible. Yes, yeah. And that made sense because if you're telling me that even as puppies, you can tell they're just not. Yeah. They're not yeah, going to be on pooch perfect, are they? No, no, no. That's right, and they are <laughs> so so different. Um, yeah. I mean, some people because she's sort of almost she's. She's sort of got that long, sleek look about her. Mm. People have sort of said, oh, she a purebred um, Border Collie. And you say, oh, yeah, well, she is. She's just a slightly different one. She's not the thicker set, yeah. rough-coated Collie like Gary. Yeah. Um, she's a, a sleeker, faster version. One of, the re- um, one of the things as to why I've got um, three dogs now, um, years ago we had, um, in fact, it was Edie's half-brother called Ned. Mm-hmm. Um, he... I trained him every day uh, for a year, and he was about eighteen months old. And he um, he suddenly started coughing, and then um, started coughing up blood, and sadly had a lung hemorrhage, and and died all of a sudden. Um, the the best the best way forward is to have plenty a backup, have Plan B. Yeah. Um, and of course, I was then left with Gary, who was just had gone into retirement at that point. He was ten or eleven struggling to do the work yeah uh, and he was having to come back and do some again and we got ed and and we rebuilt but from then on it was it was suggested that um it was probably a, a better, better model, a better was, model to was, to ha- was to have them. more of them and of course now you realize that when you've got big jobs you can take the pressure off them by working yeah. them as twos and threes uh in in, or in a group instead of just doing it all individually so, so they're having a very different group experience of working aren't they than yes. your first dog absolutely yeah yes, toby, toby was a completely colleagues. a completely different experience on that side of things yeah. now now we're um and i wouldn't say we're mo- mo- working any any more any more or less sheep really to be honest yeah. with you it's still it's still sort of the but the differently big and the pressure's slightly off both on you and yeah, the dog that's right and and having having several dogs that can do the same job um, albeit maybe not at quite the same standard to each yeah. other, but they can all do it. Um, does mean that if one of them was to be injured, because um, it, it, you know, it, oh, the job has its has maternity. Its, well, I mean, absolutely, yeah, yeah, she did, yeah. She, but although, how she, long did you give Edie for maternity? Well, she she was, she'd had the third puppy, mm. and um, she was quite keen to come out with me at that point. Um, we was like, no, I don't think Edie. I think you've got to go back in and look after. And then she ended up turning out to have another um, to have another five more puppies after that. Oh my gosh! So she she had well and tr- but she wasn't really quite sure what to make of it all. Uh, and she she was keen to come back to work after. Four, four or five weeks um, e- easily I should think she was working yeah. so we were giving her some work again because because she wanted it exactly she yeah. was very very attentive mum to start with and she did a really really good job of rearing the puppies yeah 
but she didn't want to be stuck in a stable. Wanted to get back puppies, to work. So she wanted to get back to work. Absolutely. Oh. Andrew, thank you. It's been lovely. You're I'm welcome. totally <laughs> charmed. I mean, they're all so different, but Edie's really cute. <laughs> I think I like the delicacy. Yeah, she's she's, she's very the delicate looking. Yeah. Joe, I know, is round the corner rounding up the guinea pigs at the moment. <laughs> so. Uh... <laughs> oh, thank you. Well, I hope you enjoyed meeting the sheepdog gang as much as I did. They were so great. They were so different. Uh, Gary was older, relaxed, not a care in the world. The other three getting on a treat, obviously running around in circles the whole time. <laughs> Which, if I did, you would have reasonable cause for concern. But in these dogs, it's just the evidence of that instinct honed over generations of breeding to keep everyone together it's really sweet and very entertaining the other thing i thought was interesting was that andrew had moved from quite an intense working partnership with his first dog toby way back when but the setup he's got now is suiting his lifestyle as well because it's family friendly it's relaxed the dogs are very well socialized there are kids toys around the place and everyone's a bit more flexible substitutable i guess for each other you know the dogs and it's almost like a flatter structure like a modern team (laughs) am i overdoing this metaphor (laughs) indulge me that's just me commenting so what are we doing next month? I'm not totally sure as I'm closing the deal on the interviews at the moment, but we will either be meeting a gorgeous and utterly unexpected therapy dog with a fascinating and very moving backstory, or I'll be taking you on a grubby pest control mission to a local farm. (laughs) I don't know which it will be but either way the next episode will be out on the last Tuesday of the month please subscribe I promise nothing will get into that feed that isn't directly related to working dogs if you'd like to see the pictures why not look us up on petersfieldradio.uk there's a little thing to click called uh, dogs with jobs and you'll see photos of the dogs and you know a little bit of text about the story too have a great month see you next time I love to meet working dogs anything to do with them so just get in touch team at shineradio.uk for me Kate Furwether have a great month Basil Cabea Foxgloves Hardy Geraniums Tithonia Rodolphia Dahlias tons of zinnias an award-winning garden designer and I've been designing for 25 years a passionate home gardener do a little bit but often <laughs> growing together with Anne-Marie and Claire it's given me so much joy new every <laughs> month and only from Petersfield's Shine Radio tomatoes, tomatoes.